Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas. Together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, Monday the 19th of September and it's just after 6 o'clock. Welcome in, hope you've had a great weekend, family, friends, eating good food, oh, just relaxing, enjoying yourselves. Neeps and shaking his head, he had a good weekend, he graduated on the weekend, congratulations brother, all that hard work, mahi, paying off eh? How was your weekend, mate? Tell us. Oh, it's, it's very large, boys. Very large. I'm feeling a bit sorry <laughs> for myself this morning, but nah, awesome weekend. Had the rents out in town until about three o'clock in the morning, so I can't complain, eh? <laughs> yeah, mate. Congratulations, eh? All that hard work coming off. And Thanks, bro. Appreciate got it. Got your ticket. So uh, the kitchen will be flying this morning. The kitchen will be flying this morning. Kempe, he's up there in Kitty Kitty. Beautiful backdrop there, mate. Morena to you, Kempe. Morena, brother. Morena, yep. The rain's just about to come in up here. I don't know what the weather's like down there. Your moat might be full, mate, by the end of this week, apparently, <laughs> with a bit of rain coming in. But, um, Nam Neeps, uh, congratulations, brother, on that. Uh, and, and also to Joe, who picked up a scholarship, is he, on the weekend? Yeah. Uh, for the work that he does in the racing. So the, the kitchen's on fire at the moment. Just wondering when our, our, our prizes, mate, our, what are they, Logies? <laughs> are they called Logies, are they, for the best breakfast show coming in? Oh, <laughs> Mate, they don't, they don't, they get, they don't give away any feel-good prizes at the moment. But mate, we'll just keep flying. We'll just keep flying. Oh, there's a message coming through. Don't you start. It's too early for that. Oh, you people gonna get hounded all day about this. I was fully confident that the Hawks Bay were gonna defend the shield. Oh, but no. I feel sorry for you. What happened to the Bay? Let's go, the Lions. Raw from an unknown Texas. Leave your number, eh? Ah, uh, look. Bound to come to an end one day. 14 defences. Uh, held it since 2020. Get that, 2020. Going through this whole COVID situation. And, uh, yeah, just weren't able to get the job done. But anyway, well done to Wellington. 
Well done to Wellington Kimpin on that. We've got Duplessy Karifi coming on after 8 o'clock. Their first time uh, getting uh, winning the, tra uh, the Shield since 2008. 2008. And Duplessy Karifi would have been a young little pup back then. There's a photo put up and, well, Dane Coles looked like an absolute bubba just leaving school. So that's been how long it's since uh, Wellington have won the Shield playing in their 100th. Uh, shield match, so uh, awesome, awesome, well done to them, and, and well done to Hawks Bay, mate, hell of an effort, and, and united a city, Hawks Bay people, man, the best fans, 8,000 there on uh, over the weekend to, to witness that, so this wasn't meant to be, so we'll celebrate and we'll talk to Captain Duplessy Karifi after 8 o'clock, and uh, well, yesterday, to start the show, we're going to talk some boxing, because yesterday we had Canelo versus Triple D G, the trilogy. And this weekend, our very own Joseph Parker takes on Joe Joyce in a doozy. Stephen Mulhausen, yeah, writer for Design Boxing, will join the show just after 7 o'clock to break down Canelo Triple G fight and leading into this weekend, a big fight for our very own there, Kempe. So looking forward to that. And then championing our champions. Our next guest is all of that. Michael Voss just competed and won his third consecutive Rotorua Marathon over the weekend. Michael Voss will join the show around 7.40 to talk about that. Two hours, 29 minutes. Ooh, that is, a, that is pretty quick. It's pain. <laughs> it's yuck, mate. And he's going to go. He's a builder too, full-time builder. So he's going to go back on the building site, mate. But uh, well done. Well done to him. Uh, Kempi, how was your weekend? Oh, pretty, pretty quiet, really. Um, yeah, just doing a bit of uh, mahi up here and, and mucking around, mm. mate. Just, uh, yeah, needed to, needed to take some, with the footy season, take some time out. You know, with the footy season, it gets pretty busy. You know, you're commentating during the weekends and, and stuff like that. So mm. um, catching up on a bit of sleep and relaxing. The weather was been beautiful on the weekend, man. I, I don't know what it was like down there in Ōtutahi, but... Uh, up in uh, Tenota, it was steaming hot, steaming hot. But apparently, there's another uh, big, big de uh, deluge of rain coming through. Deluge of rain coming through. So um, yeah, I wish it was coming through on Saturday, mate. We might have just picked another 50 meters up on the on the oh. straight. Now I had uh, had some jam on our toast this morning. Some nice jam. <laughs> Jesus, mate, I'm still getting over it. I, I wake up this morning, and I'm just thinking, yeah. Mate, just give us like a a jump, like a <laughs> just a, jump, a, mate. a real good jump, mate, and you win by a length. <laughs> so nah, oh. the old jam, mate, good boy, good boy, mate. Gave away, Al told me, gave away eight kilos. You know, it was I think the winner was carrying fifty one. So our boy, um, our boy, he had sixty two with with a claimer on it. So we were carrying fifty nine, but what an effort! I'll just say, was pretty happy with it, um, but didn't get the chocolates. Mate, he was flying home, flying. And I was like, oh, we got this. We got this. Come on, Jamie. Come on, Jamie. And then the finish line just comes so quick. I was thinking, what? I'm sure, like, it takes a while for the finish line to come on. But no, you're right. 200 more metres would have won that. And, mate, honestly, just give me a, a morning of jam. Man, he'll jump out of yeah. that gate. He'll jump I out of that him, gate, mate. I told Al that, mate. I phoned him up. I phoned him up on Saturday night. He was laughing. I said, mate, as he wants to just do a bit of work with jam in the gate. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just laughing, mate. You know what Al's like. Oh, 
Right, but uh, it was good. It was a good weekend of watching uh, good horse racing. Animo, Zugotcha, a uh, couple of Kiwi horses. Course on Nature Mev, strip. mate. Nature mm. Strip. Course on Mev, you know, the Kiwi horse going over and then winning a group one. Um, so some beautiful racing and some beautiful sport, Kimpy. And no doubt we're going to talk some league later on in the show because, I don't know, I had a, a pretty underwhelming semis, you know, prelim sims because... Wow, they just got they, hidings. Eh? The, the Sharks got a hiding. <laughs> and the Raiders yeah, look, just they, didn't really fire a shot. They played out how they were meant to play out. You know, Parramatta always hard to beat at this stadium. Um, Mitchell Moses yeah. played and played outstandingly. Yeah, Dylan Brown had one of those games, you know, where he bounced back from a pretty average effort the week before. Dylan Brown, mate, on fire. Absolutely on fire. And Cronulla just not enough not enough turnaround. You know, that 92-minute epic against uh, the Cowboys just took too much out of them. And South, mate, when they're on a roll, you know, this is a big game this weekend, South Penrith, the, the yep. last, year's, last year's final. Um, geez, you've got, to, you've got to think of, you know, that South may be a chance because just the way that they, they got past Sydney City and then handed it... Uh, mm. Handed it to them on the weekend. It was, yeah, Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker. Whew, mate, I'd like to have them in my team at the moment. It makes me wonder if Cody Walker gets picked for the Australian team. You know, I know that, they, I know that they've got Munster um, penciled in at that 5-8, but Cody Walker deserves to be in that, in that side, you know what I mean? So for the World Cup. Um, and you'd want to see him at the World Cup too because he could, the kid can play football. So oh, I, I thought... I thought uh, Mate, just so much on at the moment. It's wherever you turn to look for yeah. sport, this mate, you can't keep up. You had the Ranfield Shield playing. Mm. Um, you had the NRL finals. You had the boxing going on. You had all the Group One races uh, going on. Then you're trying to keep up with what's happening in the in the netball. You know, mm. following Joe Parker. You know, just uh, just so much with the, uh, it's that time of the year where. Any 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 part of the day, you can pick something up and read in depth about an event that's happening. I'm not even talking about the ra- the car racing, mate. Like, there's yeah. all sorts happening all over the place. Yeah, it's all happening. At the, you're dead right there, Kimpy. There's lots of sport on and lots of racing. I had a great Saturday day. We had till we had a birthday. We come home. We had about six of our daycare mates. They come around and uh, they were all running around. And I just sat in front of that telly, just flicking through the channels, having a wee dabble and winning a couple, and then uh, giving a couple back. But anyway, it was a it was a good weekend, family filled, and and just watching uh, lots of sport. And just on that league, Kimpy, yeah, I was I was, I was listening to Craig Fitzgibbon. Post that uh, game, and he is pretty deflated, eh? Pretty down in the dumps with what what he just witnessed. He's going to go away, and you know, after the season they've had, they had an opportunity to go forward, and and they put in an effort like that, and and, and obviously uh, get get a hiding. But you're dead right, the the, the Rabbitohs, they are class. I, I'm picking them to go all the way, picking them to go uh, all the way. I'm I'm picking them Cowboys final. Oh yeah, Mark would be happy that you're doing that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you down, Mark. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, you and pick, you'd be a brave. You you'd, uh, you'd be a brave man to back against South. Look, I, I still think it's Penrith to lose. I still think that's the game um, of the finals so far. That's the way that they stepped up against Parramatta in Game One and absolutely smashed them. If you look at how Parramatta's bounced back, you know, and and. Um, 
the way that Penrith had, had dealt to them in week one, it's still Penrith to lose. So this weekend, it's a must-watch, South Penrith. Yeah. I mean, like, like South, they complained last year, Latrell Mitchell getting uh, suspended, not playing in the finals. They're saying if, he, if he's there, they win the final. And oh, well, guess what? This week you're playing, and he's playing well, mate. You know, the news came out last night, too, that they'd signed Latrell to an extended contract. Um, and plenty of talk in the NRL about the first $2 million players... What? All week, they reckon. They reckon very shortly they're going to announce the first two million dollar player, and the talk is that it's Cameron Munster. That Cameron Munster is oh. going to uh, leave Melbourne, and he's going to be the first two million dollar player. So, wow. watch the space. I thought Latrell Mitchell would have picked that up first, but they said last night that he signed an extended contract. They haven't named a figure. Um, but yep, now we're talking serious coin, mate, in rugby league. If you wanted to be a rugby league player, well, I've been working in the background on on Cammy Munster, <laughs> the Kimpy. I'll be working on Munster. Good man, get him on, get him on. Firing a few few little DMs his way. He's a good man. He's a good man, and having a, having a good chat with him. And then towards the end, I was like, "Hey, bro, I host the radio show in NZ. Are you keen to come on?" And he's like, "Yeah, bro, keen to come have a chat." Yeah, keen. So I'll just keep working away in the back room, and and hopefully, yeah, uh, hopefully we can get Cam, get Cam Munster two million dollars. What what does that set for the NRL, Kempi? There's no coming back. Once they go over that mark and they step into that area, that's the new norm. That is the new norm. Was that just a one-off? Nah, nah. It would become the new norm. It's like the the Daily Cherry even ten-year contract, the Jason Tomalolo ten-year million-dollar contracts. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just if they sign a a a deal anywhere near AFL at four billion dollars, mate. Two million dollars is just part of part and parcel of what you're going to have to pay for a marquee player. And um, gee, you'd want to have a stable if you're a player agent of five eights and fullbacks at the moment because they'd be the Whoa. first you know people off the block. It goes to goes to ask where's Tom Trebojevich situated in that. What happens to um, not only Munster but Nathan Cleary? You know what I mean. Like, oh. does he go up to, to, to that type of money? Uh, mm. It's a big chunk out of your salary cap. means the salary cap's going to have to move if you're going to pay people that. Uh, so, yeah, got to be... The, the, obviously, all the normal conversation comes out of it. Like, you know, don't throw your kitchen sink at one player. It's going to wreck your salary cap. You're not going to be able to buy other players and compete in the competition. Um, it's all good talking points. Um, but you know what happens when there's that type of coin floating around, then players... They forget about playing, and they all about the money, and that's the Ash Taylor syndrome, isn't it? You know, Ash Taylor signs that million dollar contract and doesn't play well when he signs it, and and now he's he's retired. You know, um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm still I'm sitting on the fence with it at the moment, and I I won't believe it until it actually happens because I still think I'm probably 1.2 is probably the highest at the moment um, by all yeah. accounts in the NRL. So it's a fair jump, another 800 grand a season. 800k. Um, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Dolphins uh, unfold. It's going to be a tough couple of years, I'm predicting, for them. But on the other side, Storm, Kempe, before we get a shoot off and get it for our can't wait question of the day, the Storm, they've lost, um, they use, they're losing Smith. They lose If they lose, um, obviously, uh, Cammy Munster, it's a huge loss for them. They still don't, they've got Jerome Hughes, he's, he's obviously their. Their key player without Pappenhausen, I feel like their their fullback uh, situation struggled. So, it's Storm, mate. 
always been there or thereabouts. They always had strength. They're gonna be. They're gonna struggle if they lose those. They're, they're definitely losing Brandon. But if they lose Munster, that's gonna be tough. To come back from that. Does the factory yeah, well, bring re- someone else out? Uh, yeah, called called Dylan Brown. I reckon Dylan Brown ends up Ooh. in Melbourne. So there's talk. There's talk about that happening too at the moment. So, you know, Bellamy's the Bellamy's the go-to guy there, eh? Uh, although Munster's leaving. By all accounts, Bellamy's come out and said that next year is probably his last year. I think if Bellamy goes, it's really important that the next signing for the coach um, holds that club together. Well, well, you know, if you lose Munster and Bellamy, man, then we're talking when we're talking major changes. So, uh, at this stage, yeah, maybe Munster does go to the to the Dolphins and maybe Dylan Brown because Dylan, Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses are off contract at the moment. They're checking out the market. And um, you know, Dylan Brown, he might, he might, he might sort of, you know, pick up his pick up his bags and head down there if Munster goes because he'll get paid paid Munster's coin. I'm not too sure. So it's a real interesting space at the moment. Always this time of the year. It's always this time of the year. Always this time of the year. And one thing with the Storm, when they've lost players and players have moved on, they've always unearthed new uh, new stars to that team. But I think this one might be a different story if they lose those players. Anyway, a quick wee update on the Heartland Championship over the weekend. North Otago beating Horafunua Kapiti 89-23. you got Buller taking on... Buller taking on Thames Valley. They lost 52-12. Again, this one can be Nati Pro East Coast beating the West Coast over the weekend. 29-27, mate. They are having a solid season as the Nati Pro East Coasters. Ed from Tolaga be up and about for that one. He'll be loving Mid it. Canary, Mid Canterbury losing to King Country, 34-22. Poverty Bay. Poverty Bay taking on Wanganui. They lost 32-24. So a solid effort from the Poverty Bay team. And then you've got Wairapa Bush. Taking on South Canterbury and they're losing 73-19. South Canterbury, well, they're undefeated. Top of the log, 24 points. Whanganui, 21. Thames Valley, the Swamp Foxes, 20. And North Otago, 17. But get this, in seventh position, East Coast, a team that struggled for years. Uh, sitting in 17th, uh, seventh position on 14 points. So there you go. Heartland Championship flying. You did right, Kempi Sport, on our channels all over the shop. Proud, it's flying. Well done. Well done to East Coast. Anyway, it's 20 past six. It's time for our Can't Wait Question of the Day. Can't Wait Question of the Day. Temper Bedpost, text machine, double eight, double three. Flick us a message. I can't wait. Question of the day. Well, what is your best Ramfurly Shield memory? What is your best Ramfurly Shield memory? Hey, flick us a message. Double eight, double three. Your best Ramfurly Shield memory. I've got a couple. Obviously, one I was in, I was involved in. One I was involved in. I'll share that with you. After a wee break, but flick us a message. Kempi will have one. I've got one, and I want to hear from you. Double eight, double three, because Wellington Lions secured the Ramfilly Shield over my beloved Hawks Bay over the weekend. First time since 2008. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 
Yes, can't wait. Question of the day. What is your best Ram Fairly Shield memory? Uh, my least favourite was on the weekend when Wellington <laughs> took it off Hawks Bay. <laughs> Get the job done. TJ Piranata, my good friend, he was on the show last week. Happy for him. Duplessy Karifi coming up after 8 o'clock. The Wellington Lions captain. Have a chat to him about it. I was lucky to play in a couple. We're going to get to the phone line because we've got Timmy from Christchurch on the line who wants to have a wee say about the Ranfilly Shield. Morning, Timmy. How are you, lads? Morning, ah, morning, good, mate. Very, very good. What's, what's your best memory, mate? Oh, uh, yeah. So I was born in Canterbury, but I was raised in Tiano, down in the deep south, and then uh, moved back to Canterbury. So I sort of always follow Canterbury, but, you know, Southland was like my second team. Uh, and I was at the game where Southland took the shield off Canterbury. Okay. And, uh, mate, like, okay. that, was, that, was, that was epic. Like, I was cheering on, I was cheering for Canterbury at the start of the game, but just the way that the Southlanders got up and, and they, they were just so hungry and so into it. And obviously, they never had the shield before. And when they took it away, mate, just, uh, just to see that absolute unbridled passion and joy, it was Pretty, pretty amazing. I remember that, and I know Neeps remembers that too because he's actually sent the scoreline through on the camera. Was that 9-3? Oh, a doozy. 9-3. A doozy of a game. It was the 9-3 22nd, 22nd of October, 2009, the day before my ninth birthday. I was allowed to stay up late and watch TV with Dad. Got the win. <laughs> How good, man. Woo-hoo. Jason Rutledge, the whole team. Go, the boys. <laughs> Did they hold Jason it for a couple Rutledge. of years? Oh, you know, hold it for long enough, Kimby. Hold it for long enough. <laughs> oh, Timmy, thank you so much for your call, mate. Southland, one of the good ones. I remember that too. They went back down south and celebrated, enjoyed it. Invercargill united everyone. And Jamie McIntosh and uh, John Hardy. Have you ever watched that clip? John Hardy when they're at the pub and he ruins himself and he gets on the camera and he is... Well, had a few too many Coca-Colas <laughs> as my good mate John Hardy and just gets, uh, gets the cameras going. Yep, Southland's like one milk. Yeah. Kempe, Kempe, you got a couple? You have a good memory of the Ranfilly Shield. Oh, mate, I go way back. I go way back with the Ranfilly Shield, you know, because I, I was brought up playing rugby um, and just loved rugby union. And my my earliest memory of the Ranfilly Shield was when the great Manawatu side held it for two years with Cowboy Mark Shaw on the side of the scrum, Mark Donaldson at halfback, um, Rollison at 5'8", that, that era. So you guys probably don't remember those names. It'd probably be the same age as your grandfather these days. But <laughs> the, the, green and, the green were the white hoops. Um, and, and only... Uh, Liked it because they're from our region, you know, the central districts. And I used to play for Taranaki, and we used to always play against Manawatu, um, Whanganui, um, Taranaki, and Hawks. Uh, not was it Hawks Bay? I think might have even came across for that one. Um, and Manawatu were always a team to beat. And then they went on that run with the Ranfilly Shield for a couple of years. And Cowboy Shaw and Donaldson and Rollison were just, I thought, outstanding, mate. And I used to. Um, tune into that so got fond memories of that as a kid watching that um, and as an adult obviously Taranaki the, the, the day they took the shield off Auckland it's always the one when they take it off Auckland eh? because yeah. Auckland either had it Canterbury either had it Wellington either had it um, yeah. back in my era so when the when the smaller um, provincial unions Taranaki Manawatu um, went, and, went and played those teams and won the shield the thing about uh, Karifi when he picked that shield up after the game is he 
And I just couldn't believe the passion that they still have today is they is the same as that nineteen seventy six Mono Two Renfrewly Shield team. Nineteen seventy six. Whoa man. That's 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 some that's some proud uh, mana in that shield, eh? Yeah, that's what it does, Kimpy. That's what the shield does, mate. It unites the city and people get right behind it. And I was a very proud Hawks Bay, uh, former Hawks Bay player and used to live there obviously and just seeing the fans turn up week in, week out. Eight thousand there over the weekend. So the shield fever is well and truly alive. I hope Wellington Lions supporters can get behind the team and, and do it some justice. Anyway, keep those messages coming through. Got a few on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Uh, for you, we'll get to those shortly. We've got some headlines with Joey coming up. Looking forward to this. But before then, let's get some news. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Kempe for breakfast, it is 27 to 7. Boys, I was down in Wellington this weekend, seeing a girl, how good. And um, But obviously, <laughs> <laughs> great night, great celebration to Wellington, was pumping after the win, boys. Sorry sorry about that, uh, Izzy, but hey, on the bright side. That's all right. On the bright <laughs> side. For you. What about you giving it to Izzy? <laughs> what do you mean I'm not giving it to Izzy? Wow. <laughs> Condolences, You're mate. You're full of confidence now. you got to cut away. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> anyways, boys, anyways. The Carolina Panthers, Izzy, they're, they're tied 6 all with the Giants right now. Not too bad. Yep. Um, elsewhere, the Patriots ahead of the Steelers. The Ravens are dominating the Dolphins, so I think the Dolphins are a bit, were a bit of a flash in the pan. They got a win last week against uh, the Patriots, but I, don't, I honestly... Is he, I don't rate them. Um, and then elsewhere in the world, boys, Sean Apolly and Alice Zyman, uh, friends of the show. Yes. They won the gold at um, the um, Eagle Champs, which is the, the first time ever um, the New Zealanders have, I think, even medaled. I'm not, I mean, it was incredible. They came fourth last time there, and it was great after they had a disappointing uh, fourth place at the Commonwealth Games. So, so, so proud of them. We should get them on the show um, sometime this week. Definitely. And uh, Sam Gaze won the UCI Mountain Bike Marathon World Championship title with a broken collarbone. Uh, both of those guys wow. uh, play into the Choices Flooring Pole later on. And uh, Jose Aldo uh, retired from MMA this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, is he a two-time champ? Um, a two-time champ. Yeah. Yep. One of the greatest of all time with a 21-7 UFC record. Uh, has announced retirement at 36. So that's... Uh, remember his... Remember that fight against Conor McGregor? First, like, oh, 10 yeah. seconds, that one jab. Boom! Man, that was crazy. Was legend. That's the most memorable fight. Legendary. Legendary, though. That's your Bungs Trade update. We're here to make your job easier because helping businesses is our trade, boys. Joey, Joey, I could just hear the confidence in your voice, mate. You are flying. The kitchen is just... Wow, they're just... They've had a very, they've had a lot of pigs on the back over the weekend, so they are just feeling up and about, Kimpy. We'll just keep patting on the back because, well, when your scrambled eggs are cooking to perfection, you can only celebrate. So well done, lads. Well done, lads. Great little update. And uh, yes, Joey, Ravens are pumping the Dolphins. So Brett from Huntley will be frustrated because that's his team. He supports the Dolphins. The Chiefs are already beating the Chargers. And, uh, well, hopefully my Panthers can, can beat the Giants. Because let's be honest, the Giants, 
obviously winning week one because of a skewed kick in the final moments. Their first round one win for about forever. Uh, if we don't beat them, then we've got no chance. Anyway, Ram Furley Shield. Ram Furley Shield, boys. I've got to go through a couple of messages. I can't wait question. What is your best Ram Furley Shield memory? Well, I was lucky enough to play in one. We went to Counties Monaco in Pukekohe there, and we took on the Steelers. They were obviously held the the Shield, and uh, I had an opportunity. I was playing for the ABs, but I uh, wasn't playing well enough, so got an opportunity to go back and represent my team. And went back, went to Counties Monaco, Pukekohe Stadium, and we won the Shield. And as a player, growing up and watching that Shield and what it was able to do, to be a part of that was a very special moment. Last mm. 10 minutes, we had to defend, mate. We had to defend. Look how lives depended on it. And we got the job done. And just to lift that trophy, fly home. We flew home straight after the game. Get back to Christchurch, ah, to Hawke's Bay, sorry. And the airport was chocker. It was mm. chocker, mate. People everywhere. People everywhere. Just, And that's what I love about it. So that would be probably my most memorable moment was when we went to Counties Monaco and, and won the Shield and we flew home and and uh, and shared it with our, with our friends, family and all our people back in the Bay. So it does a, does a wonders, doesn't it, Kimpy? Oh, mate, that's, yeah. I, me- I remember they did a ticket parade down in Taranaki. Um, you know, I hear, hear with when teams get home, they put them in a bus and drive them around with mm. a shield and people stand on the sides of the streets. It's absolutely amazing. Um, that's what I mean. You know, they pick it up. Wellington Kufi picks it up on, on Saturday night and uh, goes absolutely crazy. I'm just watching them going, man, it's like 1970. <laughs> like, it's got that much – they're still holding that much money within that shield. Mm. So I'm glad that um, – you know, that's the sort of stuff that I love because it brings back memories. You know, there's a couple of really good text messages here with some names that are coming up. You know, Arthur Stone, as you remember him playing in the second 5'8". Like, you know, he he's like Walter, that was Walter Little reincarnated, you know. Yeah. That's when Arthur, Walter Little reminded me of Arthur Stone when he hit the, when he hit the, um, the All Black side. So, yeah, all these, mm. all these old names come out. You know, you, and like you said, like that game on Saturday night, you know, uh, TJ getting Sinbin, Wellington having to hold on for another three minutes. You know, they weren't home, and then all of a sudden they got to line out a couple of metres out and they can't pull it off. Hawksbay, I, I thought they're home. I thought, oh, Hawksbay score here. You know, yeah, they, get, they, get, they get it. So, um, yeah, the, the pressure of it, the kick, the missed kick in front by the Wellington 5'8. You know, just mm. all that. That's all the all the drama that goes with it, eh? the drama in the theatre with the Renfield Shield. So, yep, Wellington have got it. Can they hold it for as long as Hawks Bay? Two years seems to be the, mm. the length of time that they put that effort in before someone finally gets it off them. I wonder if Wellington can do that, mate. Wellington can... Because that's that rail, rail, uh, rivalry that you've got two years, Hawks Bay-Wellington. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Hawks that. Hawks Bay-Wellington. Hawks Bay-Wellington. I remember uh, 2000 and... Seven or 2006, one of those years, we Hawks Bay, Wellington. Wellington come to McLean Park. And if you remember, people out there remember that. There was a video clip of Suma, Suna Tamaloro uh, just chahooing and swearing and, and about to pack down a scrum, and he's just chahooing at the Wellington Lions. And they're all standing there going, what do you do? Johnny Swalger's going, what are you up to, bro? And he's just like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he goes down, they pack down a scrum. He pretty much annihilates... The Wellington Lions scrum by himself, and we go on to win that game. They had Tanumanga, they had Corey Jane, they had Piriwipu, they had Ma'anonu, they had everything. We just had just Hawks Bay 
battlers that just had so much heart, and we won that game, bro. 8-6. Won that game 8-6. First time in forever. I was sitting in the stands, and it was just the most magnificent moment I've ever witnessed in rugby. Just It was pouring wet rain. Obviously, it was lucky it was raining because it was horrible conditions, um, and we got the job done. Mate, so that's why I love Ranfilly Shield. And just seeing, hearing Marlborough uh, put into the that context, mate, that's what the Ranfilly Shield does. It allows everyone, doesn't matter if you're a top team or you're a team that just battles away, you've got a chance to create history. And that's what I love. Oosh, my liver's getting the hammering. All these wins, brothers. Wee wee nati. That's from Ed. Yeah, he's talking about uh, um, East Coast getting the job done over the weekend. Joe. Morena boys, I was at university in Hamilton, did the bus trip to Auckland in 1993 when we took the shield off Auckland. Bus trip home took four hours, stopping everywhere for a beer, then a big street parade. Mighty Mitchell and Dwayne Monkley led the team. That is from Joe. Yes, that's what it does, mate. A long trip home. Here's one that I remember this too. I was sitting in the stands with a broken shoulder. After Waikato took the shield off in Hawks, off Hawks Bay in 2015, got to take the shield out to Taharoa. We played an annual game with the shield on the sideline. Otrohonga versus the coast. That's from an unknown message. Yes, I remember that. And the worst thing about that, Brad Weber played for Waikato, went to Hawks Bay, took the shield off Hawks Bay, and then went back, signed for Hawks Bay, came back, didn't bring the shield with him. Mate, how does that work? <laughs> Bloody egg. Anyway, <laughs> Kamohi, you spoke about it. Arthur Stone, uh, Wolf of Waikato versus Auckland. Uh, my best shield memories. That's from Gaza. Keep them coming through. Appreciate your messages. Right now, though, it's time for Quizzy Dag. 0800-150-811. Take on the Quizmaster, and you could win $50 TAB bonus bet. Call now. I'm ready for you. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzes on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzy that come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, give us a call. You've already called. And well, Tony from Auckland, he's up first and he's going to make our morning. How are those apples? Tony, morning. Oh, how's it going, Oranges? <laughs> good. We're good, mate. I hope you had a good week. We're going to rip straight into it, mate. Time isn't of the essence. Here we go. Canelo Alvarez bet Triple G in the third fight of their trilogy. What country is Canelo from? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't watch UFC. Um, Boxing. Canelo, <laughs> Come on, just give us a give us one. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll say Italy. No, not Italy. Similar flag, but not Italy. Sorry, Tony. Have a good day, Tim from Christchurch. Morning, Tim, for the second time. Morning, brother. Morning, morning. Uh, he's morning. from Mexico. Mexico is correct. 
Just getting a little kiss from my kids. They bring me my coffee. Morning, son. Uh, here we go. Question number two. Hayden Wild has won yet another Super League triathlon title. What American state did he do this in? California. California. Well done. Question number three. Former White Fern Amy Sathathwaite has just picked up a new coaching gig over in Australia. Which team will she coach? Uh, uh, Adelaide Strockers. Oh, Timmy's on fire, Timmy. Question number four. Roger Federer will play in one more tournament before retiring from professional tennis. Which tournament is this? Uh, can I phone a friend? You can phone a friend. Hey, MCG. Yep. Um, Madison Square Garden. Four, three. Oh, no. no. It's, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. This one is a toughie. Because, well, you were flying in the other, so we had to get a toughie for you. Sorry, mate. Have a good day, Timmy. We're going to go to Anton from Auckland. It's been a while. Anton, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, bro. Back to early yes. How are you doing? Good. Good. We're doing really well, mate. Great to have you back. Here we go. Roger Federer will play in one more tournament before retiring. What tournament is it? Is it Aussie Open? It's not ah. the Aussie Open. It's not the Aussie Open. He's playing for a cup. Here's a clue. He's playing for a cup. Sorry, have a good day, mate. Richie, upper heart. Hey, Izzy. Oh, get out of here. Don't you start. What? Yes. Get it away. Go. Far away. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> oh, well done. I'm just glad the, the line forward up. Happy with that. <laughs> they, they did. They did. Roger yeah, Federal playing one more tournament. Labour Cup. The Labour Cup is correct. Here we go. Get this one. Who did Hawks Bay beat in 2020 to win the win the Ranfurly Shield? Who did they beat? Oh, I know they lost to Wellington on the weekend. Um, can I get close? <laughs> well, great university. Great university, that would have to be a target then. Pressure time, come on. Richie from Up A Heart coming in late. Thank you to all our callers, the phone lines are running hot. Good quiz this morning, Richie. Well done. It is your weekend, it is meant to be, it is your day. Come on, leave us with something. Leave us with something, mate. Oh, no words, no words. Just so stoked. <laughs> <laughs> so tears, stoked, are they tears, Richie? <laughs> yeah, tears of excitement. Richie, well done, mate. Dupasi Karifi coming up after 8 o'clock. That was Quizzy Dag. We'll be back tomorrow morning with another little part of Quizzy Dag. Back shortly. Yes, we're a couple of minutes away from 7 o'clock. I've already had my coffee, so I'm back full of energy flying. Kempi's up there and Kitty Kitty in the kitchen. Well, they're doing a great job today. Neeps and Joe holding down the fort with uh, the lovely Aroha, giving us all our updates, messages coming through. What is your greatest memory? Ranfilly Shield, obviously, over the weekend. Hawks Bay giving it up. Losing to Wellington Lions, getting the job done. First time since 2008. Well, there's a message coming through. No, 
We will lose it next week. We are hopeless at holding it. So some Wellingtonians <laughs> come through. They're taking on Waikato, Kempi. And Waikato are solid. They obviously had a disappointment over the weekend, so they will be chomping at the bit to go to Wellington, go to Sky Stadium and get the job done. You feel like they can get that job done because one of the Wellingtonians knows that they, they can't hold it. They will be celebrate too early. 100%. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Look, I, I feel his pain. I feel his pain, but enjoy yeah. the week, boys. Enjoy the week. <laughs> enjoy the week. Enjoy the week. Mate, honestly, it's, 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 it's an awesome week for Wellington. Hopefully they can get around and share it with the kids here along to some schools. It's got so much history. And, well, if the Ramfairly Shield could speak and could tell its own stories, imagine that. Imagine the book that that thing could be able to tell. Oh, we have to be PG, I tell you. They would have seen some things over its times. 100 years it's been around. Anyway, coming up, we're going to talk some boxing. Stephen Mulhausen from Design Boxing. He's going to talk all things Canelo. Triple G, and then we'll, we'll ask him a few questions about our very own Joseph Parker taking on Joe Joyce this Sunday. It's going to be a doozy. Here's Ottawa with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ, Monday, 19th of September, and it's just after 7 o'clock. Hope you had a good weekend, family, friends, good food, and nice and relaxing. Well, we did, we did for sure. Lots of sport and racing. Uh, Racing was the winner on the day, again, over the weekend in my household anyway. uh, Had a wee dabble, wasn't meant to be, but some good racing. Was had and uh, course on Mav. Great Kiwi horses gone over to Aussie and won a Group One. Great to see it winning over there at Caulfield, beating some champion horses. And uh, awesome, awesome weekend coming up. We're going to talk some marathons. We're going to head over and have a chat to uh, Michael Voss, who won his third consecutive marathon over there in Rotorua. So we're going to have a chat to him about that. We're going to talk some rugby. After eight, we're going to get off the back fence with Tony Kemp. But right now, we're going to talk some boxing, Kempe. Yeah, that's right. Is Canelo Alvarez, Alvarez silences critics this weekend as he defeated a faded Triple G with a unanimous decision in the third fight of their trilogy? The undisputed world super middleweight champion put on a clinic against the 40-year-old. He did look tired, beating him on all judges' scorecards and bouncing back from a, t- a tough loss against Bivol. The card was streamed live on Dazen, and we're very lucky 
to be joined live by Stephen Molhausen, a writer from Dazorn Boxing. Morning, Stephen. Well, good afternoon here and a good morning to you, Chad. How's everything going, mate? <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. good, mate. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Look, he did seem a little bit tired, Triple G. Um, and he wasn't really able to impose anything on Canelo in them first seven rounds. Do you, do you feel it was like that? And was it too hard for him to come back after those first seven rounds? Oh, yeah, that was, you know, that was, I thought it was pretty much a clinic. First seven, eight rounds, it was it was all Canelo Alvarez. And you could see... You see the age difference. I don't even want to say it's mm. age. I think that has something, a very little bit to do with it, but it's also the fact that Canelo, after being in the ring together for 24 rounds, you pretty much know you pretty much know each other, even if it's four years since they last fought. You know, they're older, maybe a little bit wiser, but at their core, they're still the same fighter. And all Canelo Alvarez really did was do what he did in that second fight, and brought it here. He, that was the best game plan for him. Gennady Golovkin had to go back to the game plan that won him, without a doubt, the first fight, and Gennady Golovkin didn't do that. Canelo Alvarez imposed his will, showed Gennady Golovkin he didn't belong in the ring with him. Mm. The speed, the power, he was too quick. Golovkin looked old in spots, but then you can look at the last four rounds and be like, where was that Gennady Golovkin in the first eight rounds of the fight? I felt it was a little bit, Canelo took a little bit off the gas, as you could see in a lot of spots he took the foot off the gas pedal. I hit Canelo Alvarez winning the final round. I hit it 9-3. I know some people have had it 6-4, 7-5. Anywhere from, I think, 8-4, 9-3. You can even make a case for 10-2. I think anywhere really in between there, I think the scores are just about right. Mate, Ganetti, you talked on about just in 40 years of age, the legend, he's done so much, only two losses over 40 fights. Where does he go now? Where, is there anything left for Ganetti to prove? To me, there's not. I think to a lot of people, there's not. Look at what he's done. Two-time, three-belt, middleweight champion. 20 consecutive knockouts, the best middleweight in our era, I think, in the last 15 years. How I know we all define eras differently, but if you look at the last 15 years, it's Gennady Golovkin. If you want to say 20, it's him and Bernard Hopkins. You can make a case for either or as the greatest middleweight of all time. I, he, he said in his post-fight interview that he wants to continue. I don't see the need. He's got enough money. I'm very intrigued on what Gennady Golovkin does next because he's got nothing to prove except mm -hmm. if he wants just to – unless he wants to become undisputed champion. That's about the only thing I can see that he wants to check left on his box. Should he do Get it? Him, that's, really, that's really up to him. I would say don't do it. There, there's, he's got nothing to prove. The paydays are going to be less. Why do that when the, you're not going to be getting the same money he's been getting for the last couple of years fighting on the zone and also taking those first two fights with Canelo Alvarez? I just don't see the benefit here for Gennady Golovkin. If he wants to do it, cool. But if 
if it's the Gennady Golovkin that showed up for the first eight rounds, he's going to get he's going to get annihilated by whoever faces him next at 160. Yeah. If he fights like he did in the last four to five rounds, that Gennady Golovkin beats every middleweight in the world, in my opinion. So it's just mm. it just depends on him, how he takes each fight, and who these opponents are. Because it's either going to be Oh, God, Janabek. I forget his last name, but I, I, everyone just calls him Janabek. He fights for top rank, and then, then you got Jamel Charlo. So it's – I like to see if he's going to stay around. Nothing wrong with the Charlo fight. I think that makes a ton of money. It's a pay-per-view fight. It's one that is sellable to the fans. So there's stuff left for Gennady Golovkin, but he really doesn't need to fight any longer. Yeah. Talk to us about Alvarez and um, Bivol fight, the Bivol fight. Was Canelo just too small for this? Being, being about 15 feet from them blasting each other for 12 rounds, I think it was just bad preparation by Canelo Alvarez. I think he, a lot of, this, I, I compare weeks. I look at this fight week compared to that week with Bibble. I thought he was too lackadaisical. He had in his mind, I'm just going to run through this guy. I heard the camp wasn't really the greatest. You know, he was taking Bivol very lightly. He was doing a lot of things that were uncharacteristic of him leading into that fight. Going into this fight, he had everything pretty much dialed in from talking to people at the zone, talking to people around his team. He had really everything tightened up heading into Saturday in. I think that's the best Canelo Alvarez. Keep it dialed in. Put 110%. Because if you look at when he fought Sergey Kovalev to where he fought Beatle, you could see the body transformation is different. So if he goes back to the way he fought Sergey Kovalev and he weighs in, I don't even think he has to come in at 175. I think if he just comes in at 170, 171, don't bulk yourself up. Come in at your natural weight. No reason to get that. Big. There's just I've never seen the need of why fighters don't do that. Do what Roy Jones did. What Roy Jones did was the right thing, and Roy Jones became the heavyweight champion of the world. So if Canelo Alvarez does that, I think he beats Dimitri Bivol. If he goes back to that same game plan he tried in May with Bivol, if Bivol beats Zerto Ramirez, that's a one heck of a fight and a very tough fight for Dimitri Bivol. But if Bivol gets past that, that will be the fight made Cinco de Mayo weekend in 2023. Oh, so you see him go and have another crack at light heavyweight division soon. He, did he break his hand? Did he break his hand in that fight over the weekend? He so that's going to be a... He's got a, he's got a hand injury. Didn't want to cut you off, guys. But just to make clear, he does, have a, uh, he does have a hand injury that he did suffer in camp. He wanted to gut yeah. it through. He didn't want this fight to get postponed because it's a fight every, the world has been waiting for. The, everything looking at this fight is trending very, very well. So... I, there, there was reasons he wanted to stay on. That's part of it, and the fact that he wanted the fans to finally get this fight, and he can get him and Gennady can get closure of their own on this. So he's going to be out a while. He's going to have surgery. I'm told within the next month. So yeah. then he heals up, and he's going to be back good to go coming up some coming up that first weekend in May. Oh, beautiful. The boxing world is flying at the moment. So many good fights happening. You got obviously Wilder Ruiz. Being announced, AJ Fury uh, potentially taking place in December, but our very own Joseph Parker taking on Joe I Joyce. Am. 
this Sunday. Kevin Ioli, come on and he declared Joe Joyce. What are you going to do, Stephen? <laughs> yeah, I remember when me and you, when we last talked, and I told you guys, yeah. we, you guys promised me we would talk before Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker, and you guys are <laughs> more than, you guys are men of your word, and I appreciate that. I'm going with Joseph Parker. I've seen nothing. Yes. And this isn't a disrespect, and I'm not saying it's because we're, we're, we're on it or nothing like that. I just haven't seen nothing from Joe Joyce that really gets me, gets me really jumping, gets me really excited. I know what I'm getting from Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker's been in the biggest fights. You talked about Andy Ruiz. He beat Andy Ruiz. He's faced Andy. He was very competitive, I thought, against Anthony Joshua. He lost, but he was still highly competitive in that fight. He's faced high-caliber opposition. This is a whole new territory for Joe Joyce. He's no offense to Daniel yeah. Dubois, and I'm not even really sold on Daniel Dubois. I think he's nothing more than a than a power puncher. But Joseph Parker checks every box to where Joe Joyce, I still don't know enough to where I can, you could feel confident in saying Joe Joyce is going to win this fight. I think Parker's the favorite. He should be the favorite. I think this is an easier fight for Joseph Parker than people realize. He's got... He's got. He's better technically. He's going to push Joe Joyce until his later rounds. And I think that's something people aren't talking about either. Joe Joyce hasn't gone the distance. It's either, it's either finish or finish. There's no in-between yet with Joe Joyce. We don't know how good his stamina really, really is. So it's going to be a great fight on Saturday. You guys are in for a treat. I think it's, I'm, I'm live-blogging it for the zone. That's how, I don't work during the day on Saturdays. But I am very excited about this fight, and I'm going to be live blogging it for the zone. So it's going to be a fun fight, but I'm going to go with Joseph Parker by decision. Steven, Steven, Steven. You're a favorite down here now, my friend. Thank you so much for sharing that little insight. Look, just quickly hey, no, before we let I like you go. You guys. <laughs> just that? quickly before I like people in the quickly. UK, too. We're based, we're based in the UK, <laughs> but, you know, I you got to call a spade a spade, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of playing favorites, and... You just look at yeah. the two, this, the more experience, more championship experience. I just think that's going to be too much for Joe Joyce, and I think so, I think Joseph Parker's going to get it done. The question, why is everyone trying to avoid Joe Joyce? Why have they tried to be in, uh, try avoid him? Obviously, they some of them fear his power. Obviously, he's, he hasn't got the quickest hands as Joseph Parker, but his power behind that punch would, is devastating. So, yeah, I just can't understand like how, how people are trying to avoid him. But you're saying that uh, he's, 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 he's not that good as people think. I just don't – I haven't seen enough. You know, he started <laughs> boxing late. He started late in the game. He, you know, just look at his starting point. You know, and he's not your traditional starting boxing when he's young and going up through the amateurs. And he didn't realize he wanted to do boxing until he was in his 20s. Testament to him, one medaled in the Olympics. You can't, I can, you can never take that away from anybody, the fact that you were able to medal in the Olympics. That is one heck of an accomplishment. But you just look at, he's really been fed. And then kudos to Frank Warren, his promoter. Frank Warren's fed him pretty well. Boxing politics has also played a key part in Joe, Joe Joyce not really being tested. So the fact that they were able to make this fight is a testament 
to Joe Joyce and a testament to the Joseph Parker because they both wanted to fight, even though Joseph Parker went and signed with Sky Sports and Joe Joyce is with BT Sport, they were still able to, the guys wanted to fight, the fight was able to be made. That you don't, too much in boxing, and you guys know this, the promoters stick mm-hmm. their heads in too much. It's about what yep. the fighters want at the end of the day. The, the fighters want to fight. No fighter is scared of anybody. I believe that it, to my core 100%. But the promoters get involved too much, and that's why we don't get these fights that should have should have been made or have failed to be made at this at this point. So, kudos to both guys. It's going to be a great fight. I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully, hopefully, your guy gets it done because yes, you, guys, <laughs> you know, you guys got you guys got Israel Adesanya in the UFC, and you can get another if you can get a heavyweight champion in boxing. Get another one. It'd be a good way to. You guys would be in a good spot. Yeah, the fight game down under is flying at the moment. We appreciate you coming on, Stephen Muhlhausen, the zone boxing writer, all things. He's declared Joseph Parker to get the job done on Sunday against Joe Joyce. Appreciate your time, Stephen. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk soon. Yes, legend. Appreciate it. Declaring Joseph Parker. He's dead right, eh? There's some egos when it comes to promoting. And they're at the front and centre. Well, reality is they don't even get anywhere near the ring. And they're in there and they're all bloody... It's an ego off anyway. Uh, great to hear from him. He's uh, declared Joseph Parker, our very own Ken Pete. Oh, my God. Oh, hell, watch that. It's going to be a hell of a fight. Oh, Have you yeah, seen the good. antics going on on social media? Have you seen what uh, Joseph Parker's latest video? He's done a little trailer. Oh, it's very funny. Just go watch yeah. it. Hey, mate, I, I think he's got a career in acting um, when he finishes <laughs> up boxing. Like, it's all these little skits that he puts on. They're hilarious, mate. You know, he taking the karate, takes off the karate kid and all sorts of bits and pieces. Um, when was one, the, the, what's that one where the guy goes to, the, they go to Vegas for the wedding? The Hangover? Hangover. <laughs> the hangover. Oh, he's, a, <laughs> he's a clown, Joe Parker. But yeah, to, to hear one of the, I guess one of the good pundits declared Joe Parker in a fight up against Joe Joyce. Mm. Man, you get in that heavyweight, you get in the heavyweight, you get in the ring, eh? It's one punch. It's, you know, one it ain't punch. Canelo, Triple G dancing around, throwing jabs at each other. You get close mm. enough, they land one punch. Mate, change your life. But you're right, Is he big fight's coming up. Dante Wilder, you know, he's throwing his hat back in the ring. Furry, Joshua, what about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Doesn't get any bigger in the fighting game, Kimpy. And you know what? It, funny you say that. Joseph Parker, I was had to check the date. I was like, is it April Fool's yet? Because i actually seen he's headlining a show, a TV show. He's actually put his hat in the ring to do an <laughs> acting. I don't know what it is, but I watched it and I was like, is this, is this true? Because I can't take him serious. I don't know if it's him doing another little funny skit or he's actually genuinely going and being a part of a show. But I think he's already done that, Kimpy. It's going to be interesting to see how... This week unfolds and any more daggers thrown from Joseph Parker to Joe Joyce's uh, down his way. Go have a look at his Instagram. You'll see a little clip he's done uh, towards Joe Joyce. It's one of the good ones. But that was Stephen Mulhausen from Zone Boxing talking the fight. Canelo, Triple G, Triple G, 40 years of age. And Adam Fahey is coming. Morena Lads gutted to see what GGG had left. Time for the legend to retire for me. And if anyone knows boxing, it is Adam Fahey. He loves the sport of boxing. That was some chat. Great to have him part of our show. But right now, we're going to get a one-two uppercut from 
Oh, Kempe off the back fence. He's coming through. It'll be interesting to see where he comes. Off the back fence with Lifestyle Focus. Back shortly. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, how good. Where do you turn to currently when you want to grab your sports fix? The NRL, NPC, International Rugby, the list just seems to go on and on. And to be honest, we are so sport for cho- choice at the moment. Well, Power and South got the job done on the weekend. The boys from the capital snuck into the bay and hijacked the Ranfilly Shield. The championship is hanging on a thread and both South Africa and New Zealand earn with a chance of winning it. And we haven't even mentioned golf, soccer, cricket, Group 1 racing and this weekend Joe Parker, Joe Joyce in the boxing. There's just so much on. Don't you love this time of year? Hey, is Big week coming up. But what's your number one ticket? Mine has to be Joe Parker versus Joe Joyce. Well, hang on. Maybe it's the Aussies All Blacks at Eden Park. I am going. I've got to talk with Joe Stanley. Oh, that's right. Forgot about Penrith South. And Cowboys Parramatta. Another big week ahead. Put the bears on ices and get ready for some fair dinkum crackers. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, Kempe, I'm coming up to Auckland. I'm um, venturing there Thursday. Got a, a weekend there with the family. Going to be out at Clevedon, and there is so much sport. I'm actually not going to go to the game because I've been to three tests this year, and the All Blacks have lost two. So maybe it's a bit like the horse racing game. I'm stopping the ABs when I'm in the stands. So I'm going to sit at home and and uh, watch it from my couch out at Clevedon with uh, Daisy's Fano. And, and all the family there, so looking forward to getting there, mate. But you're dead right. There is so much sport going on this weekend. you got racing game just keeps on giving. My horse is having another trial tomorrow, so I'm up and about ready to watch that. you got the NFL, you've got golf, and you've got the All Blacks heading to Eden Park, a place where the Wallabies haven't won, well, forever, and they will be angry, and they will be hurting, and they will be there trying to have some revenge on the All Blacks in one final. I wonder who's going to be officiating this weekend, Kempe. you expect, predicting another Frenchman? Uh, well, they, they lodged an official complaint yesterday. I don't know if you've seen that. So the Aussies <sighs> actually came out and lodged an official complaint. You know, uh, in my time... I love complaining. My, I'll tell you what, in my time as a footballer, a coach and an administrator, I have never, ever once seen... A decision overturned. <laughs> <laughs> never. So, never. So what do they want? They want us to go back and say, I'm sorry, but we're gonna go back to that moment. Those that penalty doesn't count. We're gonna give we're gonna guess that the Aussie score or kick the ball out. So mate, it's really interesting. I I just mate, get on with it. It it happened, you lost, now regroup. It'd be interesting to see what team uh, Dave Rennie brings to brings to Eden Park. Real, uh, I got Joe. I got Joe. Um, uh, Joe Stanley getting me there, mate. So I'm looking forward to going. Yeah, you're gonna enjoy it, Kimpy. You're gonna enjoy it, and uh, you're gonna have an absolute. Do- yep, you can watch it, and you, you're listening to pundits four and, and applauding the referee, and then you're listening to most Aussies over in Australia uh, just really ripping into it right now. So look. Uh, nothing's going to ever change that decision. It has happened, and it's time to move forward. And just think, this weekend is going to be a cracker.
game there at Eden Park. That was off the back fence with Lifestyle Focus, Stronger, Cheaper Spray, and Go by Lifestyle Focus. Eliminate moss mold and lichen fast with the new powerful spray and Go Products Lifestyle Focus.co.nz. Yes, can be lots of sport happening. We're going to go and hear from Aroha with the news. Following that, we're going to get a Choices Flooring Poll. With Joey, see if his fire continues to burn. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, 27 to 8. Joey in here for Louie. Uh, boys, choices flooring pole action. Today, my question is, who was this weekend's Kiwi Ultimate Battler? We had a lot of Kiwis, especially overseas, who are, you know, have been doing it tough and, and grinded out in, in pretty competitive sports. We've got Hayden Wild, who got a win in California to stretch out his overall lead in the Super League Championship. We had uh, Sam Gaze, who won the UCI Mountain Bike Marathon World Championship title with a broken collarbone and some broken ribs. Oh. I know, he's doing it tough. We also had uh, Sean Napoleon Alzheimer, who went on a bit of an odyssey over the past couple of years, um, trying to earn points and travel around during COVID. Uh, they've expressed their wild adventures uh, with us a couple of times, and they got a, a win um, in the Asian Championships. Um, it's the first time that uh, New Zealand have got any medal in the Asian Championships since it was formed in 2000, and they got the gold. And then you've got Michael Voss, who'll be on with us very shortly, who won his third successive Rotorua Marathon. Suck on, boys. Oh, oh, that's a goodie. That's a goodie there, there Joey. Um, for me, I'll have to go with Sean Apolli and Alice Zayman. Um, just, mm. well, I guess the greatest thing when you start this journey and you start this sports show, you, you get a, you learn every day. You're educating yourself on what's actually going on around New Zealand and the Kiwi uh, sports player, uh, sports, you know, athletes that we have in this country and the journeys that they embark on. And that journey is a wonderful one. They've had to go travel during COVID. They've been in some horrible situations. You know, the adversity they've had to face and for them to finally get the recognition that they're after, I think that's a wonderful story. So Sean and Polly and Alice Zyman, sorry, for me, would have to be uh, the greatest story of the weekend. For you, Kempe? Yeah, look, I agree. Joe's choices, flooring pole, it's a good one. Joe, this week, the, you know, the Renfilly Shield, you've got Hayden Wild, just keeps on giving, doesn't he? Sam Gay's freak. Um, but I've been following Shauna and Alice on, on Instagram when we spoke to them and been following them around, you know, the Com Games, and then they went there and, and they're getting into all these tournaments. And, yeah, man, it's, uh, I sent them a message, sent them a message and said, congratulations, girls. Well done. Can't wait to get you on the show next Probably next week, AJ, eh, we'll get him on and uh, we'll talk about probably, uh, probably was that pep talk, I think, is it? Probably was that pep talk we gave them that morning. We gave Shauna that morning and, um, yep, gone out and, and struck gold, haven't they? They've gone out and struck gold. That's what happens if you join us in Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. You go yes. out there and you strike gold. <laughs> Kempe declaring, well, we're... We're the, we're, the, we're, the good, we're the reason that they're getting the job done, Kempe. No, appreciate it, mate. They've all been absolute champions and they're getting some jobs done. And Let us know. You can go have a little vote on the, on the app. You can get the Choices Flooring Poll and have your chance to have your say on uh, who was the weekend's Kiwi Ultimate Battler.
You got Hayden Wild, you got Sam Gaze, you got Michael Voss, who will be on really shortly talking about his third successor, Rotorua Marathon. You got Shauna Polly, Alice Zyman, sorry, and Duplessis Karifi. Plenty of options to choose from. See your floor changes in an instant with Roomview, the choices flooring. Roomview program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. Man, we've had some champions and we've had some uh, players and people a part of our show and it's been great to watch their journey and you get a good update on Twitter, on Instagram like Kempe's alluded to and just keeping you up to date with what's going on. Paul Colt, obviously not the result he was after a while back but he's hit back into the getting the tools re- ready and started hip started heading back into into the promised land as our good friend uh, Paul Cole but coming up we're going to talk to Rotolua marathon winner for the third time Michael Voss who is a builder in his own right he is building and he is training so mate he is doing it all and I love to talk to him about his week what does his week look like when you're on the tools probably the last thing you'd love to want to do is go run 30 kilometres or, or 20 clicks, you know, just when you've just had been banging in nails and carrying frames and trusses and, and all of the above. Can be, look, honestly, I've got a lot of appreciation for that because building is well, it's a very physical tough, tough uh, a job. Tough gig, and it's and right, and then you're going to try and win marathons. Yeah, mate. Not, a, not only that. <laughs> For th- he's, his third is hat trick of marathons too. Leo. he's gone oh. there with a with a big carrot dangling in front of him to get to to, to get a hat trick and gone out there and done it. Um, look, he's a he's a champion. He's obviously fit as a fit as a fiddle, and to run that many kilometres and I don't know if you 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 heard, but he cramped up, mate, and he had to actually walk it off, walk the cramp off. So I'm looking yeah. forward to talking to him and and his mind space and how he actually done that because I've had that cramp. On those bike rides, you know, where you just can't get rid of it. And how did he walk it off? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, how did he walk it off? And he still wins by 20-odd minutes. Just shows how quick he went out and just emptied the tank early, got a good lead because he probably knew he was feeling a little bit uh, jaded and then uh, got the job done in the end. So Michael Voss, uh, Rotorua Marathon triple winner. His third successive win in the marathon. He's coming up. After this, you're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Kempe's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, welcome back. We're going to talk some running. Well, as the weather warms up, you may notice more people having a quiet jog around the park. Joey Bell will be, Kempe and myself. Um, uh, we'll just stick to the bike. One man who won't be going slowly, though, is Michael Voss, the 25-year-old builder who won his third consecutive marathon in Rotorua on Saturday, making him the first runner to do so in the event's 58-year history. We've got the champ on the line now, Morena. Michael, well done. Congratulations. Cheers. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I'm still pretty sore now, but, uh, yeah, back to work. So just have to get on with oh. it, I think. <laughs> Mate, we were just saying before, you obviously got a physical job anyway, so how do you find the time to go and run after carrying trusses, frames, and banging in nails all day? Oh, oh no, I think you just, yeah, just kind of get on with it, sort of, yeah, just get out after work, and yeah, the hard bit's just getting out the door, but um, yeah, once you're out there, it's yeah, normally quite enjoyable, as it stays, of course, but um, yeah, no, it's good fun. Hey, Mike, take us through the race, mate. You know, you like you obviously went out pretty hard and started to feel a little bit of pain, like five thousand kilometres into your run. 
and uh, cramped <laughs> up all over the place. And I'm, you know, we, we've had some cramps, me and Izzy, um, but nothing like what you would have gone through. Take us through it. Yeah, I sort of just cruised on out, and then, oh, like within the first K, I already had like a couple hundred metres lead. So, um, yeah, I was like, oh, might be solo for most of the race here. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I sort of just time trialled it. And, yeah, then at one point I got told I had about a 5K lead. That was about 30K in or so. So, um, yeah, I knew that I'd banked a bit of time. And then, uh, yeah, about 35K, I just started cramping up a bit. I think I just didn't take on enough water or jowls early on. And, uh, yeah, it just caught up with me a little bit. So, um, yeah, sort of had a bit of a walk and a bit of a breather. But, um, yeah, it managed to go away by the time I got to the finishing finishing straight. And, uh, yeah, managed to jog it in. But, um, yeah, no, apart from that, I'm happy with... Uh, how everything's out in the early stages, and yeah, it's just yeah, solo from the gun really. So, just in my own race. <laughs> two hours twenty nine. The next closest two hours forty seven. So, you had a wee bit of a lead, mate. <laughs> what were you? What were you saying to yourself? What were you saying to yourself? Keep yourself motivated, and um, you know what next? What next for Vossi? Um, yeah, well, you just gotta yeah, run your own race, and then um. Yeah, I was getting told by people on the sidelines, like, oh, you got a 10-minute lead, and yeah, I thought they were just taking the mickey. I was like, oh, no, it can't be that big. Like, they can't be that far away. But, um, yeah, I think just because I do a lot of my training by myself, sort of used to running, and, yeah, sort of just, just focus on your own run. Um, coming up next, I'll be looking at Auckland Marathon. So I think that's in about five or six weeks now. So, um, yeah, we'll hopefully get up there and... Yeah, I want to try to get under the 220 barrier or get the win there. I haven't won that one yet. So, uh, yeah, my best I've done there is second. So, um, yeah, we'll be uh, just recover this week and then hopefully get a few more uh, long runs and good training sessions in before we uh, start resting up for that one. Mate, there's a guy up here in Auckland that's been training under the radar um, for the Auckland Marathon. His name's Joe Bell, so keep your eye out for him. <laughs> he's, um, okay, well, got some, he's, he's running some pretty good uh, kilometre time trials at the moment. But, but what, oh, advice yeah? can you give, what, what advice can you give people preparing for their first marathon? Um, oh, just consistency. I know I get said a lot, but um, yeah, that would have to be the biggest secret. There's um, yeah, no... No other little secret tips or tricks that you can do. Just yeah, consistency is the main thing. As soon as you start getting a good stretch of runs and training weeks together, then um yeah, the times and fitness will follow. So um, yeah, that would have to be my biggest piece of advice. Just yeah, consistency and just enjoy it. Really, don't put too much pressure on yourself. And I find when I do that, that's when um yeah, I run and race at my best. Mate, well, we're talking of pressure. Do you feel like? There's going to have to be a decision made for yourself. You're obviously very good at it, and you, you know you're getting the results. So, is running going to take over? Are you going to give it a full time chance to go professional and maybe maybe make a life and career out of it? Um, yeah, well, I'm still quite young for sort of marathon mm. running. Apparently, like I know some dudes don't hit their prime till thirty or mid thirties. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that I could go a bit further with it, but um. Yeah, I'm still just enjoying it at the moment, and my coach Kim says I'm still just doing my apprenticeship, really, just trying to yeah. build a good base while I'm young, and yeah, hopefully in a few years down the track, I can sort of hang up the tools a bit more, and yeah, just focus a bit more on it, and um, yeah, I'd love to make like a New Zealand team, or hopefully get to one of those big competitions overseas one day, but um, yeah, I'm definitely in no hurry, just um, yeah, just enjoying it at the moment. 
Beautiful, mate. Oh, we're enjoying um, watching, well, just hearing stories like yours, mate. A builder that is slogging away all day, going out and just running freakish times in the marathon for his <laughs> third uh, consecutive win, mate, uh, at the Rotorua Marathon. Mate, uh, we appreciate you coming on, Vossi. Uh, no doubt you've got to get back to the tools. The boss will be pointing at his watch saying hurry up, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, he was actually out on course on Saturday um, right when I cramped up, so... um. Yeah, hopefully there's a bit of sympathy for me today, but um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I haven't seen him yet. <laughs> oh, beautiful, man. What, 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 are you, what are you doing at the moment? What, what do you got on the building site? What, what are you building at the moment? Uh, oh, we're just doing a bit of finishing trim, so nice clean indoor work. So, um, yeah, nothing too heavy today, but um, yeah, the other thing will be onto decks later in the week, so start <laughs> digging some holes for those, I guess. Oh, mate, surely you, you've done your apprentice. you got another little pup there that'll dig the holes for you? <laughs> oh, I don't mind today. you got to still pull your weight on site. <laughs> yes, beautiful, mate. Hey, Michael Voss, marathon runner, uh, go well at the Auckland Marathon. Joe Bell's got no chance, mate. He runs our kitchen. He's just started his running journey, but he's entered anyway. So all the best. Thank you so much. Well done. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. There he is, Legend. Michael Voss, getting the job done, mate. Two twenty nine, and you got to think he stopped and walked and walked off his um his cramp. So he's obviously running close. He wants to get sub two twenty, sub two twenty five, five k's, five five k lead, and like that's just that's going for it, mate. He's obviously just gone right, bang. See you later, fellas. I'm out of here. Reminds me of my nephew. Yeah. Reminds me of my nephew and the <laughs> advice I gave him in his cross country. See, it works. Go hard, son. Go hard early. Go hard. Blow them out of the water. Go hard. <laughs> and then if you've got a big hurt lock and a little bit of grit and determination, just use that to get you home, mate. Uh, yeah, Michael Voss, getting the job done. Great to have him on our show. And one of our old mantras from the start of the show was championing our champions, and he is definitely one of those. Michael Voss, third consecutive win at the Rotorua Marathon. The, the NFL's on at the moment, lads. Boys, got to love Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Ravens. Just ran 80 yards for a touchdown, 336 combined yards alone, and only third quarter. He is negotiating his own contract at the moment and never had an agent. He will get Russell Wilson money, $250 million contract easy. That is from Joe giving us a wee update. 35-28, though. 35-28, Miami Dolphins coming back, Joey Bell. Hey, if they get the job done, you're going to have to eat your hat. Beautiful. Keep you up to date with all things NFL. Uh, coming up, though, I've got a little off-the-back fence. Might be heading down Ranfurly Shield territory. Back shortly with Izzy's Bomb Squad. Izzy's Bomb Squad. The dream is over. Hawks Bay's Ramfilly Shield reign has finally come to an end. At the hands of a strong Wellington outfit led by the ultimate competitor, Duplessis Karifi, who will join us after eight. Hold on. Oh, said to have a cough there. <clears throat> a match that had it all in terms of history. 2008 was the last time Wellington held the Loggerwood playing their 100th Ramfilly Shield match. But it's Hawks Bay Rugby I want to shine the light on. 15th title defence, which is the sickest, longest defence from any team this century. 
You think that you think of the teams they had to do it against. The thriller last year would defied all odds and defended the shield against Canterbury with a try in the dining minutes to the one and only Stalwart Ash Dixon. Or the Battle of the Bays when the Bay of Plenty thought they had snuck home with a last minute try for only one, the one and only Caleb Markney to kick a goal to break Bob's heart. The Waikatos, the Aucklands, the Otagos, formidable teams heading to the fortress to only be denied. Although the Shield has embarked on another journey and thoroughly deserved, I must say I would like to congratulate Hawke's Bay, not only the team but the fans. Hawke's Bay supporters showed up and just showed us how to get behind your team. Made me proud seeing 8,000 fans every home game. And it just goes to show the prestige the Shield holds. Now that chapter is closed, for now it's time to rewrite a new one. Hawks Bay has never won a premiership title. Last year I thought it was our year, but Tasman ruined that. This is our year. Come on the Bay. Duke the Sea Karifi coming up after eight. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, they're shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and find up to half price off Blackmores and Swiss Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, 19th of September. It's just after 8 o'clock. Hope your morning's flying at the moment. We've had a good morning. We've had some great guests on. We had Stephen Muhausen of Zone Boxing, and he talked about the Canelo Triple G trilogy. People maybe heading towards Triple G. Maybe retiring. He's 40 years of age. He's had a hell of a career. 47 fights, 45 wins, only two losses. And a message come through on the first loss. Let us not forget, Triple G won the first fight against Canelo, hands down, and was given a draw by corrupt judges. One of the top five biggest rip-offs of all time and was up there with Holyfield versus Lewis' first fight. A rip-off. That's from Matt, potentially talking about Triple G getting ripped off in that first fight. And then, uh, obviously, the rest is history with Canelo Alvarez just taking back the throne. But it'll be interesting to see where the Triple G goes now. Does he stay on and fight? He's, well, all signs are alluding to him staying on and carrying on his boxing journey. We also had uh, Michael Voss, our triple uh, winner of the Rotorua Marathon, championing our champions. Well, straight from winning and celebrating, back to the building site, digging holes and building someone's deck. So Michael Voss, one of those champions. Coming up, we're going to hear from Kempi, our finals analysis as we head to the good time 
in the NRL. And well, our next guest, maybe he would have chances on. It would have gone not too bad in the game of NRL because he can tackle anything that runs his way. Duplessis Karefi on Saturday night. The Wellington Lions overcame the mighty Magpies. Yeah, to get their hands on what many consider to be the ultimate prize in the NPC. But as you would expect, the Bay didn't go down without a, without a fight, making it a shield game to remember. wasn't until the 83rd minute with 14 men on the field could the Wellingtonians breathe a sigh of relief. The young captain, Duplessis Karefi, is with us now. Bright and early off what I can only imagine has been a hectic weekend. Morena, Duplessis. Morena, Izzy. Cheers, brother, for, for joining us. Hey, congratulations. Just quickly, where were you in 2008, the last time they won? You were probably only still a young pup. Uh, 2008? Oh, not sure, bro. I was just running around in Taranaki, <laughs> bare feet probably. Not doing a lot, bro. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Hey, just, no just quickly. <laughs> Kempi's a Taranaki hardcore. Thank hey, uh, but honestly, well done. Well done, Duplessis, mate. Obviously heading to Hawke's Bay and, and getting the job done. Not many. It's been a, a bit of a fortress as of late, mate. But tell us about the week. You guys were fired up. TJ trying to take on the biggest bloke in the Hawke's Bay side. So you <laughs> had the, the right attitude there. Oh, we had a good week, bro. Um we're really happy with obviously winning the shield, but I think um, that game was was a byproduct of our whole season. We've been building really nicely. Um, you know, we um, turn up every week to get better, and we've got a really good group of young boys there that are keen and willing to learn. So that's all that we ask. And TJ taking on the biggest bloke in the field. Oh, <laughs> TJ will take on anyone in the field, and you know that, as you say. <laughs> Mate, he's um he's awesome for our team and we love what he does for us. He um yeah. leads by leads by example and it's really cool to have him around. Yeah, man, that was a, that was an awesome um finish to the game, uh Duplessis. Mate, you're an old Fung Dung, old Francis Douglas boy. Um that's that's come out of that, that prestigious uh high school in New Plymouth. Just what is it about the high school why it just keeps churning out um fantastic footballers? Oh, that's a good question, actually, Kempi. Um, it's not a big school. There's, I think there's a there's a roster of about 700 boys there. Um, mm. I don't know. It's just the values, I guess, we get taught at that school. Like, there's nothing flash. There's no scholarships. There's not a lot of money going around. It's um, we just get taught to work hard and and be respectful and and just earn your keep, really. And I uh, and I think for a lot of us. When we leave school and go off into whatever adult life looks like, it kind of does as well, eh? So, yeah, that's just credit, I guess, to, to the way that they bring up the boys at that school. Yeah, you've churned out some absolute champions over the last couple of years, mate, and that have gone on and done some some big things. Say, so, uh, Dupesi, obviously, first time Wellington's had the, had the Shield uh, since 2008. So what's the plan for the Shield? I, I saw what it... What it did for Hawks Bay, it really united the city. So, what, what's the plans for the Shield this week? Yeah, you're right, bro. Um, I said yesterday to someone that 
whatever province the shield goes to, it really like has a big impact on the rugby community. So we're hoping it does the same thing here in Wellington. It's obviously been a while since we've had it, so I think a few people actually don't really know what to do with it. Um, <laughs> but the plan for us, bro, is, is we've got Waikato this weekend. Um, yeah. And it's really the it's a big challenge in front of us that we want to tick off. And I guess um, all going well, if we can do that, then we'll be able to do a few more things with the Shield. But for now, that's the focus for us, brother, is, is we've got it. But the harder thing is, is actually keeping it just like just like Hawksway said to us after the game, they said, you know, we got it in the start, but for us to hold it for so long was actually, that was the challenging part. So that's our focus for now, brother. Yeah, that's, and, and you're dead right. You probably couldn't get a, um, you couldn't get a harder game coming up this week against Waikato or come down there thinking that they've got a chance to, to, to take that log back up to Tainui country. What do you guys need to do, uh, do perceive, to, to, I guess, recover quickly? What's your, what's your guys' plans this week? No, I don't think we need to do anything different, to be honest, Kempi. I think we've been building nicely. We've obviously got to acknowledge the challenge that it is, and, and Waikato is probably yeah. one of the better, well, probably the best team in the competition at the moment on form. Um, and saying that, that's what rugby's all about, eh? We love to compete, we love to play the best, and if you want to win the whole thing, you're going to have to beat someone at the end, at the end of the day, so... Look, we're just not going to do anything different. We're just going to acknowledge the challenge, turn up on Tuesday, work hard to be better and, and try to put an 80-minute 80, 80 performance out on the field on Saturday. Just on that, I, was, I watched the game. You, you took on uh, Canterbury not too far uh, long ago and, and that was probably a huge uh, um, wake-up call for you guys. But you've gone away and you've yep. made those changes and you've actually started to get some consistency back into your game. What, what were the things you learnt from that Canterbury game, the lessons that you've actually uh, fixed and bettered now to get the results to get where you are? You're second in the standings. I think that Canterbury game, bro, although it was a bit of an ugly one, was actually a good wake-up call mm. for us as a team. Um. Yeah, we've just gone away and worked at our game management, I guess, and, and what we're trying to achieve and how, as a team, we can build pressure through the through the 80 minutes. Um, and, I mean, we're not there yet, but we're in a row at the moment, so I think we, we might be doing something right, but, you know, yeah. it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, we've still got two more games and, and hopefully, you know, playoff rugby, but if we... Um, if we sit back and say we're happy with where we are at the moment, we'd be lying. So just try not to trip up on that, brother, and just keep moving forward. Hey, Duplessis, moving forward, what um, what aspirations have you got, mate? What's your goals that you've set? And when you were growing up, who was the bloke that you looked up to um, going through high school to be be an emulate? Oh, Kempi, that's a good question, bro. I think, um, look, any any any... Any person playing professional rugby in New Zealand has a goal to be an All Black. Um, and an All Black for a long time at that. So that's always that's always sitting there in the in the back of my head, brother. Um, and I guess when I was growing up, I was playing first time when I was a young fella. But I looked up to like Sonny <laughs> Bill Williams. Hey. And yeah, yeah, I was playing five and a half back till I was uh, sixteen. Uh, so I was probably looking up to like Sonny Bill Williams and stuff like that, but. You know, it's pretty hard not to go past, uh, you know, like Jerry Collins and Richard McCaw. Um, yeah, honestly, bro, we've been blessed in New Zealand with some pretty amazing rude players. So 
when I was growing up, there was no shortage of inspiration. Wow. Ah, oh, you would have been the best jackler ever to play first five if you were playing first five halfback. <laughs> oh, TJ would have gave you a good run, but, mate, so you just always love the contact era. Mate, you would have been the best offensive 10 in the country. Probably would have, would have done us some wonders. Yeah, but I'd be, I was terrible at kicking, mate, so that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't kick it, run it. Don't kick it, run it. Hey, uh, Dupacy, just want to say congratulations on, on over the weekend, obviously it's a hell of a uh, achievement to head to Hawks Bay and get the get the job done. So, uh, mate, all the best. Now you got to hold on to it, and you're up against a wounded uh, Waikato team that they lost over the weekend. So it's going to be a tough one. But mate, enjoy it. It's not very often you get to to relish in so much history that Shield has to offer. Nah, cheers, Izzy. Cheers, Kempe. It's um. Yeah, it's awesome for Wellington, and I'm stoked for the boys. But job's not done yet. Looking forward to the challenge ahead, and um, obviously, bigger picture is trying to win this whole entire competition. But cheers, boys! Thank you. All the best, brother. Dupasi Karifi, Wellington captain, getting the job done, and uh, hopefully they can unite a city. Wellingtonians, get there, support your team. They've created history, and they want to keep carrying the journey on. So, yep, there he is, Dupasi Karifi, Lions captain. Talking about the weekend and uh, taking on Waikato this weekend. Yeah, Francis Douglas Kempe has produced some some wow champions as of late, isn't it? Oh yeah, no, there's some good footballers coming out. There. Obviously, Conrad Smith is the the most uh, prestigious of of all old boys there um, over the years. But yeah, man, it's not a it's not a big school. Uh, you know, my my nephew, I talk about that cross country. That's a school that he went to uh, through high school. But some good boys, mate. He's got a bunch of mates that all went to Francis Douglas down there in New Plymouth. They're so close. They go on what they call the Green Jacket Tour every year, which is uh, a golfing trip that the boys go on. Just all the uh, boys, if you've been to Francis Douglas, can join them on that sort of stuff. So, now. Duplessis right. They've obviously got something there where they can create an environment for um, people to to thrive. And oh, it's not surprising. Not surprising he came out of uh, Francis Douglas. So I'll be pr- they'll be proud this morning. They they saw him lifting that that shield because they know he's a Taranaki boy. That's where his heart is, mate. Well, that's where all the Barrett brothers been. That's where Liam Coltman's been. That's where Conrad Smith's been. So they have something in the water there at Francis Douglas to produce some uh, All Blacks, some champion All Blacks. I'm just trying to do some uh, some some searching there. I'm pretty sure that uh, there has been a few coming out of that. School. Other notable sportsmen attended Francis Douglas, Douglas, John Mitchell, All Blacks former All Blacks coach, Western Force Super Rugby, Conrad Smith, Frank Van Hottem. He's on football. Deacon Manu, Scott Fudestaller, who obviously played for the Wellington Lions and Melbourne Rebels. You got Carl Carmichael, Taranaki Rugby, King Country Rugby, Teorangi Walden. You got Kane Barrett as well, Ricky Riccatelli. And then you got Duplessis Karefi to, to ch- uh, round out a pretty solid uh, sporting background for Francis Douglas. So there you go, Kimpi. And a message coming through from Dom. Who is a Mulu supporter and he's always advocate listener. Hope you're making the most of sleeping and sleeping with that shield, Karifi. The mighty Mulus will be pinching that bad boy this weekend. Up the Mulus. <laughs> River runs deep, baby. That is from Don talking. And then is another one. Here's from Gaza. Izzy, don't forget we had the record for the shortest shield reign. 
five or six days, wasn't it? Hope well he beat that, eh? Cheers, Gazza. <laughs> Gazza, Gazza, Gazza. Yes, we have. We have, but less we won it. Man, it takes a bit of luck, Kempi. You actually think about Tasman. Tasman haven't had a challenge for years. Haven't had a challenge for years. You think back to the last four years that I've had the squad they've had, the, the Ramfilly Shield, it takes some luck. Takes a bit of luck it for does. a team to get a challenge. I think they've had one in uh, twenty odd years. I think the stat is, mate. It's um, it's difficult to to get an opportunity to play it. And when you play it, you got to be on. And well, Wellington were on, mate. But uh, can they hold it? Can they hold it up against a tough, Ooh, tough. Waikato team? That's going to be a doozy. Tough. Yeah, you're dead right, mate. They got the same. They well, they used to have the similar thing when I was growing up in rugby league called the, the rugby league cup, the New Zealand rugby league cup, and it was played. By, between uh, provincial leagues, and you know, I, we we held it in Taranaki there uh, against all odds. There, when I was coming up, I was 16 when I was playing for Taranaki back then, and we had a young team, and we held it, mate. With I think we held it for four games back then, mm-hmm. but man, it changes your whole attitude when that cup's on the line. You know, it wasn't just oh, we're playing Canterbury, you know, um, we're playing Auckland, we're playing Wellington. It was like we got the cup. We ain't giving that up. So <laughs> the Ranfilly Shield is that 10,000 times personified. So I'm looking forward to that game, mate. I think Waikato will go uh, down in Wellington. I think Wellington get up. Geez, they were up for the game against Hawks Bay. I think they, they, it's going to be a good one. Well, another one of those must-watch games on the weekend. Mm. How do we fit that in? <laughs> we'll fit it in, Kempi. We'll fit it in. I'm looking forward to heading to Auckland and catching up with some friends in Fano. And then enjoying the game Saturday night, followed by Waikato taking a one. And TJ Pedernala, the ultimate competitor. We had him on our show last last week, and great to chat him to him about Tereo Māori and the journey he's embarking on. But man, he is an ultimate competitor. And for him to cha- cha- take on Joe Apikitoa, the biggest, the big prop for the Wellens, uh, for the Hawks Bay Magpies, and try and have a go, and, and you have to watch it, because up the guitar flips him on his back, and oh, he's up against it, but TJ, he won't back down against anyone, he is the most competitive prick I've ever known, and when I say prick, it's because he is, he is a prick, anyway, Paulie Moati <laughs> coming up for our TAB live catch-up, have a chat to Paulie Moati, see how his weekend was. And if the TAB got one over the pundits, we'll soon see. We'll soon hear from that Paulie Moati coming up shortly. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Time for our live catch-up with the TAB, Paulie Moati. Time for a TAB live update. Be live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie Moati, hello. Yeah, g'day Izzy, it's, it's pretty cold down here today but I'm keeping really warm sitting right next to this log of wood, it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I don't appreciate you just coming on and, and heckling me in my Twitter mate, eh? I get it, we get it, yeah, yeah well done, well done. Be the shortest <laughs> shield reign in history I reckon. <laughs> well, we've got, we better have a parade this week then down Lampton Key because we may not have it next week. <laughs> In fact, oh. the bookies haven't even put the odds up for the Shield Challenge uh, on the weekend, so they're, they're really um, are struggling to come up with the lines for that. So they should be out later on this afternoon, I'm sure. Um, yep. But, yeah, the log of wood's finally back home. 
Oh, well done, well done, mate. How'd the TAB go on the weekend, mate? You have a successful one, or did the Panthers get a wee bit back? Oh, well, there's... I'll tell you what, the Ranfilly Shield Challenge was very, very popular with punters. We took it a uh, we took a couple of five thousand dollar bets on Hawks Bay at a dollar fifty and a dollar sixty two, but one canny punter put five thousand on Wellington to win that match at two dollars and sixty cents. In fact, most oh. of the action on Wellington was during the game. I just think that the, uh, the, they were able to keep the game really, really close. Um, the, right, right through the right through that match. To be fair, and the betting just continued to come for Wellington to uh, get over the top of Hawks Bay live. So yeah, a lot of punters who are getting into the live punting um, came away with a, a few dollars there. And of course, those punters who uh, backed Callsign Mav and the Sir Rupert Clark, oh, 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 oh. Um, I think he I think got out to around eighteen dollars. I'm just having a look wow. now. Um, most punters got the sixteen dollars, but yeah, yeah, there were there are a number of uh, five hundred dollar bets on Corsine Mav at around sixteen to eighteen dollars. Mate, some big, oh, some my. big upsets uh, on the weekend. None bigger, I guess, than the Great Northern yesterday as well. When you've got uh, something come back and win it, what was that at like twenty nine to one um, on that one yeah. yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, all the money was around the two favourites there. Um, it was, yeah, it was. That was one where we got. We we got a wee bit back. We got a wee bit back there. Um, I'm just having a look at the NRL as we speak. The elimination finals uh, are up at the moment, and we've got early money on the Parramatta Eels. Parramatta Eels mm. to beat the North Queensland Cowboys. Parramatta two dollars and ten cents. Early money on them, and it's fairly even in the other match between the Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Panthers are a dollar thirty six uh, to beat the Rabbitohs, who are three dollars and five cents. I give the Rabbitohs a wee bit of a chance here. Of course, this is a well, a, a, re, a grand final rematch uh, from last season and. Don't forget, there was no Latrell Mitchell uh, running around for the Bunnies uh, last year in the grand final. So this is, a, I think, they're a bit of a chance. I don't mind the three dollars and five cents to upset the Panthers, who do look like they could have a wee bit of a dynasty on their hands. They, they, they've just got so much depth there, um, and I can understand why there are a number of punters who are very, very keen in the outright winner book for that uh, NRL uh, championship. Oh, it's going to be a doozy, mate. Another wee doozy has just happened. 42-38, the Miami Dolphins beating the Baltimore Ravens to come back from 28-7 down and ruin Joey in the kitchen's heart. <laughs> yes. How good is that? Oh, no. Poor old Joe. And speaking of Joes, we've got the odds out for the Joe Joyce-Joseph Parker fight. Joe Joyce, $1.44. The draw's at $19. Joseph Parker, $2.50. I heard you boys talking earlier hey. this morning about this fight. Joe Parker, outsider, $2.50. If you want him by points or decision, $3.75. Mate, that is some juicy odds. Whoever's setting those odds, give them up. Anyway, all right, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Paulie Mwati, good to chat with you, my friend. Enjoy the week. 
Oh, enjoy the week because that's all that's going to have there. No, 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 mate. I appreciate your time, Paulie Whitey. We'll chat to you tomorrow, yeah, mate. Bit live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Well, of course, I'm Mav. One of my mates got on there quite a few times, so he is very, very happy with the TAB and Call Time Mav getting the job done over the weekend. We'll keep you up to date with some NFL. It's all happening. Can't believe the Dolphins come back and won that one. How good is that? Anyway, we'll get your choices, flooring, poll results after this. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Zen Kibbe for breakfast is 27 to 9. Yes, yes, yes. The Dolphins won. The Dolphins are real, guys. I'm back in the Dolphins. <laughs> How good. Thank God. Tua. Tua's the man, you know, underrated, honestly. Six TDs. Yeah. Six TDs. Oh, great to see him um, get what he deserves. Um, unbelievable. So happy for him. How good. Um, Eat your hat. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, how well is he? Unfortunately, is he, again, your Panthers just got pipped to the posts, losing 19 <sighs> to 16 against the Giants, mate. Tough beat, tough beat. But hey, they're, they're staying in there. They're looking competitive. <laughs> I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, mate. Um. Before I get to the choice... No, you're not. No lie. You're not. Well, yeah. No, not really. But before I get to the choice for poll, poll boys, I just want to um, do a quick love racing update. Real quick, because I have nothing to say, really, uh, other than uh, just a shout out to Kiddo, who won the Great Northern. Uh, he did, uh, the, horse has a great, the horse has a great story. So if you want to um, check out that, go to loveracing.nz. You're home for everything thoroughbred racing. Uh, and just while I'm on the subject of racing, I just want to give a quick shout out to Mark Chitty of Hanui Farms and also um, the New Zealand uh, Hall of Fame, uh, Racing Hall of Fame for um, giving me the Leishman Media Racing Awareness Award. It's a great award. It's um, a, a way for um, like people like me, young people in the media, to understand more about the sport that we really promote on the radio a lot um, and they'll take me to farms and stuff and um, meet trainers and stuff. And you know, we're, Get some bully. Get some bully, yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully I'll be better and actually give you some proper tips and stuff uh, going forward when uh, Louis away. Uh, and just quickly, the choice of flooring poll: Hayden Wild was uh, uh, punters like ultimate Kiwi um, battler of the weekend. Beautiful, nice. Joey. Congratulations, mate. We look forward to seeing you get educated and bring us some tips because maybe you could help Louis for Piper Fling. Piper's fling tip. Thanks for nothing, Louie, on Piper's fling tip. Yep. Hey, I agree. I watched that race. Yuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yuck. You want a good story? What about uh, the story about call sign Mav was only purchased for $3,000? Oh, wow. That's a good story. That is a great story. There's, there's plenty out there like that in there, in there Kempi. You don't need oh, millions no, to find an absolute that. champion. No, no. Well, you know, there's, there's a ton of them. Um, you know, the horse has just been in the back of a paddock, and then next minute, well, there you go. They've filled a lot of pockets up for people. So, um, yep, big big week of racing. Yep, I understand about the Piper's Fling tip too, because everyone was on that. Um, <sighs> yeah. It wasn't a good start to our multis, but... Like, uh, like we all did, we went back, went back for strike two. 
Yeah, I had one. I had Stella Splendid into Burgundy Rose into One Kiss. So One Kiss actually won on the weekend. Paid yep. 11, 12 bucks, 12 bucks. It's, I got it at $4.80. It went out to 12 bucks and won. Opie was on the back. It won really well. What a champion horse that is. Anyway, Burgundy Rose. It lost to its um, stable mate. And a stable mate won and paid 35 bucks. Anyway, Burgundy Rose. Oh, that was my, I just missed out. Anyway, there's a horse that was running down the track because it, it, it bucked off its jockey. And I was thinking, and this horse is just disrupting the whole field. It's running in front of them, barging through them. And I reckon that caused my horse not to win. I was fuming, Kimpy, fuming <laughs> at this horse. I don't know if I you've know. seen that race, but Burgundy Rose coming second to its stable mate that won and paid 35 bucks. Oh, man, I couldn't believe it. And that was my only leg yeah. I missed out on by a nose. Again. Unbelievable. Yeah. Jeez, you sound, like, you sound like my dad. I always remember that. <laughs> just about got the trifecta. <laughs> remember I'm that? always just, like, just about. about I had first in that one, first in that one, and I got second in that third one. <laughs> <laughs> just about. I'm always just about. Anyway, oh, uh, the the great game that keeps on giving will keep sucking me in. Anyway, uh, we talked to uh, Dupasi Karifi before. There's a message here. I watched TJ and CJ at Rugby League Park at Kane's training one day. Talk about competitiveness to the extreme. Anything to win, cheating left, right and centre. That is from Horse. Yes, Horse. They are the worst cheats, the worst culprits. They do it all the time. It's quite good. I remember a story where we were playing, um, we, you know, we always watch the NFL. We're in Argentina. So TJ being TJ, thinks he can defend anyone on their given day. I'm a wide receiver, and we start just playing one-on-one, just, um, you know, just little little reps and, and running some routes. And uh, t- just anything, mate. Cheating left, right, instead of holding, pulling down. And then obviously one would get one over each other. And then that guy will be chahooing, ripping into each other, mate. Just an ultimate competitor. And I'll just see, love seeing um, seeing uh, TJ when he goes back. And just seeing what he's doing, giving back to, to the community and, and giving back to Wellington. They'll be loving his experience that he has there at the moment. So, uh, yeah, there he is, TJ and CJ, one of the two most competitive boys. Get this one from Brett. 42-38, get that in your flash. Get in your flash in the pan, Joey B. You're number one on my list for a game of run it straight. Up the Dolphins, <laughs> up the Mulu. That is from Brett. He wants to play run it straight. Well, you haven't even run it straight at Kempe. He owes you one too, so I'd love to see that. Oh, I have did. actually. I did, yeah. He did. <laughs> we we, yeah, we it filmed it. But, it, wasn't uh, really ru- it wasn't really run it straight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was dump truck. I just well, I I, slow, I jogged it into I, I jogged into you, and then you just picked me up and and threw me on the ground. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's up, Neeps? You told me to laugh like that at you, mate. <laughs> oh, it was funny. I do remember that video now. It was a long time ago when my phone was getting going flat from Kimpy's million calls throughout the day. <laughs> it was one of the good ones. I got one kiss at $16. So, Mark, he got on one kiss. Well done. Well done. And here's another one from Wildbat. We were talking about the Australians are, are going back and fighting that decision. Hi, are we not the biggest hypocrites? We are saying Aussies should get over it and move on. Yet, we still talk about Wayne Barnes and that game versus France. We still complain about the underarm incident. So very easy to say, get over it and move on. But perhaps we should just understand they are fans and patriotic too. Yes, they are fans, 
But um, once the decision made, we could do anything possible, even just ask for a sorry. You're never going to change that decision. But you're right. Yep. We are hypocrites, and we do just keep, keep going on about those decisions. And I spoke about it last week. If the, foot, if the shoe was on the other foot, how would we be reacting? Yes, we'd be spewing, spewing at the decision. But I applaud him making that decision. Time wasting in rugby is paramount. Teams are doing it, and it's ruining the game. You look at a game of league, Kempe, 40, 62 minutes in their Origin 3 game. The ball was in play. Rugby averaging about 30 minutes. It's, yeah, it's not great. And we needed to do something, and this is a way of doing it. A big decision like that, and with, a, with an outcome like that, will stop teams. They'll be wary of it now. They'll be wary of it now. Yeah. So teams will have to be uh, on, you know, on the money when it comes to time wasting. You can't do it. If you're going to get punished no. like that in such a pivotal moment, then you're going to get change. You're going to change behaviours. You're going to change the way that teams uh, are going about that last five minutes and throughout the game. So, yes, it's not only just that moment, and that moment's obviously a big decision and, and a big part of the outcome. It's got to be officiated throughout the game. And maybe a shot clock. I've heard chat about a shot clock or, or, or a time clock on, on when – and players go down or, or when the penalty's gone, maybe a big shot clock around the stadium or, or something like that. Something needs to be done because it's, it's, it's throughout the entire game and rugby is suffering. Yeah, and, they've, and there's been plenty of um, chat about that too. You know, people have gone back and and uh, timed the last five or six Australian penalties and, and also it's done, and I agree with you, it's done and I think what will come out of it is we'll get a, a lot quicker game. Hey, there's just one here that I want to read. Is that on a, the text machine is here. A mate of mine from uni, Otago, went to Francis Douglas class back in 2003. He went on to be a Rhodes Scholar, obviously. That was from <laughs> Matt, you know. And, and that, those are the guys. It's not just not sports people, you know. Um, yeah. There's, there's, there's other, other guys that I know come out of that school and it's, you know, they've just gone on and, and done some good things around the world. So a few of them. There's one of them that sits over in Melbourne, actually, works for the TAB, old Marty Henderson. I don't know if you know mm. Marty. You might have met him at the TAB. He worked in New Zealand and now he's in Melbourne. He runs uh, the shows over there for Melbourne. He actually came out of Francis Douglas, old Marty. Um, mm. And he used to hang around with my nephew when he was a kid. I used to play running it straight with him when they were five and six and actually bury them back in those days. <laughs> No mercy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we know that, Kempi. We know that as well. And talking about mercy, who is going to go on and get the job done this weekend? Finals analysis. We're going to come back and hear from you, Kempi. The league, we're there. We're into the promised time of the year. We're a team, four teams left. Who is going to get the job done? We're going to come back and talk some league with Kempi. Yes, welcome back. Coming up, we're going to cross over and hear from Smithy, who no doubt will be heartbroken because the Hawks Bay Magpies lost as well. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk some NRL with Kempe. Coming up, preliminary final, Kempe. Cowboys taking on the Eels. Panthers, Rabbitohs, blockbuster, mouth-watering matchups coming up. I declared the Cowboys to get the job done earlier. I reckon they can win this thing. Can they go on? Can they beat this Eels side, Kempe? Well, yeah, considering that the Eels have only travelled up to North Queensland and won twice since 2000, um, oh. the, the odds are stacked against the Eels. And they've been up there this year and got a telling from the Cowboys who are fresh. And I think that, uh, you know, I said last week that both Parramatta 
um, who look like they'll lose opposites in the centres, be probably throw Bailey Surinan back into the side. Um, yeah, I just think they're limping into limping into it, just like um, South Sydney are against Penrith with three of their players who are injured. So. Um, you know, both Penrith and the Cowboys, the week off is going to do them a world of good. Uh, I can't see the Eels travelling up to the Cowboys and troubling them because they're just as lethal uh, with their attack, and especially, you know, if you ever look at their back line, Valentine Holmes, Peter Hicku, arguably the best centre pairing in the competition at the moment. Big, a big uh, a match-up between Chad Townsend and Mitchell Moses. Um, yep. You know, Dearden and, and uh, our boy... Uh, Dylan Brown, so you know the halves and and that are going to have a, a real humdinger. Yeah. Um, Jason Tomalo up against Isaiah Papali in the back row, and some some Ford, you know, big big middle forwards that'll just be battling it out. But for me, the Heat, North Queensland, uh, just too much for the Eels. So I think they'll get them. South Sydney's Penrith, well, you know, like uh, Paulie Mawari was saying last year's grand final with Latrell Mitchell in there, but unfortunately for for Souths, they've had to. You know, win back-to-back games, and um, it looks like they, they've got a couple of players that are struggling with injury. Joy Arrow uh, didn't finish the game. A couple of outside backs as well. Yeah, I don't know if they can actually match Penrith, who are the competition's leading defensive side, with only conceding 13 and a half points. So uh, I know how. Uh, Joe will be, um, Mark will be loving this that I'm not declaring South, but <laughs> mate, Penrith, Penrith. To lose this, we'll have to take an absolute uh, top-notch game from South Sydney to get him because they can stop uh, teams from scoring points. The trail Mitchell, you, can he be the difference from last year? I'm not too sure. When you talk about momentum, Kempe, we've seen it happen many, many times when it comes to finals footy. When you earn the right to have a week off, it can halt momentum. It can stop momentum. Can that stop this Cowboys and Panthers side? Yes, a week off is great, but when you're getting continuity and you're getting uh, consistency with game time and relationships and those, you know, those little key things that really come to fruition when you get to the finals, can that be a factor or not? A week off is, is, is a week off and they're going to really relish that. Yeah, well, we saw Penrith. You know, like he not they didn't just have a week off. They basically had they've had two weeks off in the last three because Ivan rested thirteen of his players that last round of of regular football. So they come back and they just absolutely dominate Parramatta um, to get that that extra week off and go into this this must win game against South Sydney. So I don't think it's affected them at all. Uh, Cowboys, I, you know, look, I I think Todd Payton picks up NRL Coach of the Year. Um, to be brutally honest. I think he's uh, he set his players right for the year. They they know how to win games. If you look at a number of the games where they've been down and out and buried, and that one at the Sharks took so much out of the Sharks while they couldn't continue um, on the weekend to, to, to get the job done. I think he's got them right, mate. Going back to North Queensland and playing Parramatta up there with a the record that they have against them, of course he's going to be confident. So um, if anything, I think this time the week off is he. Uh, suits both yep. the Cowboys and Penrith, and they're going to be hard to beat.
Oh, beautiful, mate. Marky's come through. Says, thank you, Kempi. Thank you, Kempi, from Marky Mark. And then Isalali Izzy from Monaco. Do not underestimate Parramatta Kempi. It's a whole different ball come finals, mate. <laughs> so a couple of passionate supporters, mate. We're going to have to shoot off. We're going to come back and have a little sleep on it with Smithy back shortly. Yes, appreciate all your messages coming through. Double eight, double three. It's time to hear from Smithy. Smithy, the black and white rain is over. It's over, is he? It is over. Um, very sad, but um, yeah, it, uh, you know these things always come to an end. Oh, I don't begrudge yes. Wellington getting it. They they came, they they tried, they deserved, and no complaints at this end, mate. None at all. Yes. Yeah, no, I think it was a hell of an effort and uh, very uniting for Hawks Bay. But quickly, mate, now that the pressure of the Ranfilly Shield has gone, we've never won a premiership. We've never won the title. Can we go on? Can Hawks Bay do I don't it? Think, I don't think so. Not at this stage. In fact, uh, this weekend they play Bay of Plenty, and if they don't beat Bay of Plenty, I think they slip out of the top four. I've got a hell of a finish Ooh. to the end of the season all of a sudden. It was, it was the prospect of glory. He's a bit gloomy now, is he, to be fair? Mm. Oh, not ideal, not ideal. Smithy, have a good show. No doubt you'll be talking all the weekend's action. Look forward to hearing what you got to coming up. But, yeah, appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. Louis back in the morning. Appreciate all the guests that have come through and the messages and the talk back. We'll be back tomorrow to rip into some more sport. Sport. Kakitiano. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.